0: Hi everyone, this is Florence Bremer. Welcome to a new week at the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm an attorney. I've lived in Phoenix since 1999. Before that, I lived in Chicago and I was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 20 years. Throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. I don't have a magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and enjoying time off. As a lawyer, it feels I'm never entirely off the clock. I never step away from thinking about my cases and my clients, but I do my best to enjoy my time working and my time not working. Please join me on this journey in finding grace and contentment in the practice of law. So October has been one of the most insane months of my life, and I bet at some point in my life when I go back and I look through my podcasts and listen to them again. I'm sure that I've said this many times, this is the craziest week of my life. But things are just nuts. And I can't understand it. It's so crazy. So this week, it just was, it was utterly insane. I had um, court on Monday and meetings on Monday. Tuesday, I had a trial in the afternoon had to go to the juvenile court to meet with the clerk. I had a client dinner. Wednesday I had a 7 a.m. meeting and then had meetings throughout the day including one in Phoenix and then Thursday I was back in court. Friday I had meetings and Friday afternoon I gave a presentation on time management and self-care which as I was giving the presentation I thought what a joke. This has been the craziest week, and I'm the last person who should be able to talk about this in front of a group of people. Um, But I gave my tips and I think it went well. And on Tuesday, um, this show, actually, I'm going to talk about um, the topic of pride and the topic of loneliness. But before I get into it, I just wanted to share a little bit about my about how my week went. So on Tuesday, I just had this crazy day where it started early, it ended late. I worked 14 hours on Tuesday. I got home at 10 p.m., went to bed, and I'm someone who can fall asleep pretty easily except if I'm on the go. Um and then when I lay down, like when I'm like, okay, boom, stop, lay down and I and when I have to get up early the next morning, that's when it's hard for me to fall asleep. So I didn't fall asleep till probably 11 and then I had to get up at five and be at my first meeting at seven and then it was just one meeting after another. And I don't know if you've ever had this, but that feeling when you wake up too early, sometimes I get the feeling when I have a really early flight and it's just sort of like being nauseous and shaky um, because you haven't gotten those extra few hours of sleep that you need. And that's how I felt on Wednesday. And I was just going and I felt shaky and I substituted my blood with coffee. I just was, I was drinking cup after cup after coffee, cup after cup of coffee. And then I had, um, I had a two o'clock training meeting and I got back to the office at like 1230 and I knew I had this two o'clock meeting, but I also knew I could reschedule it if I needed to. So I said to my staff, I'm going to lay down. I have a two o'clock meeting. If I sleep through it, just let me sleep through it. And in my head, when I laid down, I thought, I'm going to take a 15-minute cat nap. I slept for almost two hours. So I rescheduled my um, two o'clock telephonic meeting for another day. And like I said, I knew that was one that I could easily reschedule. And then for the rest of the afternoon had some more meetings. So it's just been crazy. And I'm as I record this, it's Sunday night, it's about eight o'clock, the whole weekend, I haven't stopped moving. And, And I had fun, like, don't get me wrong, like everything I was doing was lots of family activities. I had dinner with my girls on Um, Friday night and uh, one of their friends came with and it was just a nice dinner like very very relaxing and Saturday I did my whole routine of the walk, laundry, um, grocery store, library and I had a hair appointment at 10 a.m. My grays were coming through and I decided I can either get my greys dyed or I can be a witch for Halloween. And I decided to get them dyed. And then um, after that, everyone was just trying to get a hold of me. And um, I went and saw a movie with my sister-in-law and um, daughter. We went and saw Maleficent. And I'll talk about that. I have saw two new movies in the last seven days. So I'll give quickie reviews on those. And, um, then I went to church and then my grandson came over and I watched him for the evening and ended up going to bed kind of late. Um, I tried on my Halloween costume, like right before I went to bed and, um, just was kind of doing like some little things. And then on Sunday, um, I slept in a little bit till about eight 30 and by nine, everyone was calling me seeing what I was up to. And the Fall Fest is in town. So we went to the Fall Fest and um, went to my brother's for football, and then had dinner at what Red Robin. And now it's eight o'clock and I'm doing my podcast and I still have some work to do and stuff. So a, a fun weekend and a weekend with a lot of connections, but still um, way more busy than I wanted to. And on Tuesday morning, I have a a 5am flight to North Carolina for a event for a client. And I'll talk about that event next week. But that's like how the week and the weekend went just completely nonstop on the go running. So I'm happy to be here tonight and then talking about things. And I do want to talk about two topics that have kind of come up in weird ways for me and have made me think about what I'm doing and it happened that happens to me quite often which is I'll be having a crazy week and then I'll find I'll just stumble across a great time management article or I'll be talking to a friend and they'll mention a book they've read or a book will come up in my library queue um, or I'll be at the library, and it'll be in the new books, just different things like that. Before I get to that, let's do a little bit of business. Are you approaching age 65? Are you retiring and losing your group coverage? Or do you have questions about Medicare coverage options? Contact Tim at Mackey Insurance. Mackey Insurance is a, sound, is a, a friend of the show. Contact them for sound advice concerning Medicare and your options for medicare supplements medicare advantage or prescription drug plans tim will assist you in maneuvering through the medicare maze tim can be contacted at 623-551-3585 so as um i've just been thinking about this this whole week and 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 how busy it was and i even said to uh, my husband, oh, maybe about two weeks ago, I said, "It's so difficult for me to get to my training with my trainer on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 5:30 to 630, and my church group at seven o'clock on Wednesdays and then church on Saturday afternoon. And that's four hours. And it's like, why don't I have four hours? And I ended up missing training on Tuesday because of, my, because of work, and, and that can happen. But it's still so crazy to me when I don't have these four hours. And what is what can be the root of it? And two things that just sort of fell into my lap and made me start thinking about what do I have going on in my own mind that may be causing issues two entirely different sources, how it came to me. And one was talking about pride. And when I went to church this weekend, there is a new um, series called Achilles, like Achilles' heel. And the subject of the sermon was pride. And how the root of almost every issue, like bad issues, in our lives, is pride. And this podcast isn't a religious podcast. It's not a political podcast. But I was thinking about it in terms of my own life. And pride is a big source of, of problem for me, which is I will have, like, my pride will tell me, you can schedule... 14 hours in a day you can just be scheduled from 8 a.m to 10 p.m and that's okay and don't ask for help and when you need to get up at 5 to go to a meeting that's okay you can do it you wake up and you feel sick instead of rescheduling the meeting and going back to bed my pride got me up brought me to this meeting I felt horrible the whole time and crashed midday, and I know there's lots of people with difficult schedules, and we just really, really have to let that go. Let go of the "I can do everything." Um, I, I feel like I'm getting to a point in my life where I cannot do that. <laughs> I can't. I I know when I was younger, I I had a routine for a while where. I would work, so I'd work my whole week, you know, my regular week. I'd work in the evenings too. I would work Saturday mornings, and then I would go back to the office on Sunday nights. So basically seven days a week. That is not sustainable. And it wasn't sustainable for me. I really had to modify it. And that's why I have become so obsessed with time management and self-care and making sure that that goes in there. However, even as I say that, when I went to the sermon on pride, it struck a chord with me where I knew, although I talk the talk, I don't always walk the walk, where I say, hey, I'm going to take time for self-care. I'm going to do this. And the next thing I know, I'm working 70 hours in a week. And one of the things they said at the sermon was, make sure that you have humility and be humble to what you can't do and be humble to what you need help with. Okay. So I went to the Sermon on Pride. Like I said, it really struck a chord. And then the next morning, as I was reading through Oprah Magazine, there was a whole big section on uh, loneliness, and how people suffer from loneliness. And some of the reasons... That people can suffer from loneliness is that achievement is valued more than attachment. We're often left too much to our own devices, either taking care of ourselves or literally devices that we're dealing with, like we're dealing with our phones and our computers and all of that. Another thing is people don't join organizations or groups anymore. And Although people are social animals, the way that the culture is forces forces us into self-reliance. And in this article, it said one in five number of Amer- one, in, one in five of Americans say they rarely or never feel close to people. And 26% there's a 26% increased risk of early death for those suffering from loneliness. And then they showed a map of the United States, and they showed what states have the lowest social capital, so where people feel the loneliness, and then um, kind of a color-coded chart where, <coughs> where people feel the less lonely. And um, Midwest, like northern Midwest, like the Dakotas, people feel less lonely. Minnesota, Wisconsin... Uh, Idaho, and then really, really like far northeast, uh, like Maine, people, I guess, feel less lonely. Uh, Utah seemed was another one where people feel less lonely. And then on the scale of where do people feel more lonely, Arizona was in one of those states. And I was very surprised, um, but it was in, the, in, this, in this survey. And then there was a quiz where a PhD talked, did a uh, a quiz to discover like how lonely you are. And I took the quiz and there are questions like, how often do you feel unhappy doing things alone? For me, that's never. I like doing things alone. Another question, for instance, is how often do you feel starved for company? Um, That's really a never for me. I'm always surrounded by family. So when I took this quiz, and this is part of going back to the pride, I scored amazing for not being lonely at all. And I thought, great, I am perfect. I aced the loneliness quiz. I have no loneliness in my life. But then, as I continued in the, in the article, it talked about who has the loneliest job. And the answer surprised me. It was lawyers. And in the survey that was taken in 2018, the it was stated that the pressures of being a lawyer can be isolating and agitating. And and a lawyer um, named Jenna Chow wrote a book called The Anxious Lawyer, which I have put on my library queue to check out at the library, because I thought this is something I need to find more about. And the reason why lawyers feel lonely is there's no room for weakness in your job. You're not allowed to say, I'm scared, I'm afraid I'm going to lose the hearing. I'm afraid that I'll lose and my clients will lose their home. And in many specialties in the law, such as criminal, divorce, family law, people are in crisis and they rely on you. And plus, you're bound to confidentiality. So this always, on top of that, attorneys have an always-on-call culture that leaves little time for self-care. The good news, according to the article, and I've seen this myself in my practice, is that there has been definitely a push to talk about stress and anxiety in the field. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. That's why I talk about these books out there. And it still amazes me, after almost two years of doing this podcast, that I will come across something along these lines and still be shocked That I haven't considered it. Like, never in a million years, excuse me for one second, (coughs) never in a million years would I consider that I was coming from a perspective of loneliness. And it's just a lonely job. And I'm lucky to have the people that I work with. I have my associate that I work with, I have my legal assistant. And we have an atmosphere that's very warm and we tell a lot of jokes and um, are, have an office that the setting makes us happy. But still, it's it can be lonely. And it's something that I don't admit to myself going back to pride. It's lonely from the perspective that a lot of times you're just very isolated in your thoughts. Many times I'll be thinking about cases and worried about cases, and I'm the only one who can really feel that. And if I'm working on a brief or working on something, that's a very lonely feeling as well. Um, After I finished the podcast tonight, I'm going to go into my bedroom and work and get ready for tomorrow. My family's downstairs, watching TV, enjoying the evening. Sunday evening isn't a time I should be enjoying myself, and I can't. And again, I, this isn't a pity party. I know there's jobs that have very hard labor and um, hard physical labor. And I know I don't have that as an issue. But still, no matter what position we're doing, whether it's whether you're an attorney, or if you're in business, if you own your own business, I feel like that can be very isolating. Um, If you are in any type of management, I feel that can be similarly isolating. Make sure that you consider that, that are you lonely? Do you need to make connections, um, peer groups, family, friends? Like I said in other podcasts, I'm very lucky to have so much family around me. So I don't feel lonely in that, spe- in that perspective. That's why I think I, <laughs> I'm using air quotes as I say it. That's why I aced the loneliness quiz. Um, but I still have areas where loneliness affects me. And some tips in this article that talked about some things to help you when you're feeling lonely is just be polite and be nice. Say please and thank you. Number one, it just feels good. Like it feels really good when you get your coffee from the barista and you chit chat with them just for a minute ask them how their weekend was. I see the same barista every Saturday when I go on my walk. And we always just talk like, I'll be like, Hey, I was on my walk. And she'll say, I'm tired. I went to bed late last night, you know, just little things like that, just having that connection. Paying attention is another thing as well. If you have so at my office, we've been the same three people for a few years now. So we don't have this as a As an issue, but if you're working somewhere and you maybe meet somebody new, invite them to lunch. They may seem like they don't want to go, like they're quiet about it, but they may just be shy and feel intimidated that there might already be a group of friends and they don't know how to integrate into it. I try to do this to a certain extent when I come across. attorneys who are new to Phoenix, or maybe just new to practice or new to a practice area, just talk to them a little bit. And maybe um, if we really hit it off, end up having lunch at, at at a, you know, time in the future. Another thing to do to help with loneliness is to offer praise and sincere praise. It feels good to give someone a compliment. It feels good just to tell somebody that their hair looks nice today, or their their shoes are great, or you love their bag. Um, just giving that little bit of sunshine and that little bit of connection can make you feel so much better. Okay, uh, this is going to be a relatively short podcast, like I said, because I um, am exhausted. And I have the craziest week coming up after finishing the craziest week. And I hope to have um, some new insight for you on traveling during the week and um, maybe some, I might even have some tips for a Halloween party. Um, So far we're tentatively throwing a a family Halloween party at my house on Saturday and I'll tell you about my costume, costume then too if it all works out. Okay, I saw two new movies during the week. One was Joker, and one was Maleficent: um the Mistress of Evil. I'll start with the one I liked the least. The, move, the new Maleficent was okay. Uh, Angelina Jolie was in it, and she was good as always. She's a great Male- Maleficent. There were some really cute parts with her. She wasn't in a lot of the movie. This movie was more about Sleeping Beauty, Aurora, played by Elle Fanning, who was fine. I mean, she's she's great too. And Michelle Pfeiffer was in it. And I don't think this is a secret. I think you can tell from the previews. She was the evil queen. And may, maybe this isn't a criticism of the, criticism of the movie. Maybe this is just more what I had going on. I fell asleep in the middle of the movie and took about a 30-minute nap. Um, but what I saw I liked it was just kind of fine it was predictable Um, my 12 year old seemed to enjoy it a lot I wanted to see some other movies more but I was with my sister-in-law and my daughter and they really wanted to see that I would have liked to see the second Zombieland or maybe the Judy Garland movie or the new Will Smith movie so maybe I'll get to see those soon but it was pleasant enough. If you liked the first Maleficent, if you like Disney movies, this is a good movie to see. Okay, so Joker. This is with Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker. It's a origin story of the Joker from Batman. Um, if I had a criticism, my only criticism would be, It was maybe 20 minutes too long, although there was very little fat on this movie to slice from it. Um, I saw it on last Sunday night, and we went to kind of a late movie, so that may have been my reasoning for why I felt it was a little bit too long, was just because it was later in the evening. But overall, it was a very enjoyable movie. Joaquin Phoenix, I am sure, is going to get an Oscar nomination for this. He was excellent playing um, the Joker before he was the Joker. The ending, gosh, I don't want to spoil it because, well, I don't ever want to spoil a movie. (laughs) Um, You just have to see it. The, The movie is... Uh, not the most clear cut in terms of what happened or what the ending really means, which made it even more enjoyable. For I saw this movie a week ago, since that time, I've still been thinking about the movie. And my brother went and saw it. And so I've been talking to him about it, and I saw it with my husband, and then we've been talking about it on and off, and uh, my nephew saw it, and I talked to him about it. That's kind of rare for us, where we'll see a movie and then discuss afterwards. Usually, we just see the movie and say, oh, that was terrible, or that was great, or that was so-so, or it could have been shorter, not like really talking about what it meant and what it means afterwards. If you're trying to gauge who Joaquin Phoenix is, like closer to which Joker um, of the Jokers that have been out there, it definitely was more along the lines of Heath Ledger from The Dark Knight. Sometimes in the movie, I could almost like feel like the spirit of Heath Ledger went into him. And um, not at all like uh, Jared Leto from Suicide Squad. A a dash of Jack Nicholson from um, the Batman, you know, from the early 90s with Michael Keaton. And not at all, I would say, like the Joker from the TV show from the 60s. I can't even remember the actor who played him. Um, So that was kind of my assessment of it. And... My husband even asked, he said, did they insert clips of Heath Ledger in it? And I'm like, no, they didn't. That's all Joaquin Phoenix. And it's not, I can't explain it. It's not a, it's not an imitation. It's not a mimicry of it. It's more of having the spirit of that Joker character. So see it. I enjoy it. If you have comments and would like to send me anything over social media I'd love to hear it because this was a movie that still has me thinking a week later all right I'm gonna wrap it up tonight I'll be next week oh gosh sorry I'm having a tough night I will be back next week with a new podcast I'll tell you about my trip to North Carolina and how my week went Hopefully also have some Halloween party tips. You can find my podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can find me on my Facebook page personally or my law office of Florence Brummer Facebook page. You can find me at brummerlaw.com, my website. You can also find me on Twitter, Tumblr and um, Instagram under Florence Legally Burnett. Have a great blessed week, and I will talk to you soon.